0: Do talk as Jericho is the pot of thunder and rock and roll and let's do it. The Duff McKagan joke of the week.
1: Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan here. Uh, you know, I got I was in a I was in a bar earlier and uh, this this man walked in and he took off his backpack and he put it on the on the bar and he took out a little piano out of the backpack and then uh, uh, then he took out a little t- little man who started playing this piano beautifully. Well, the bartender was blown away and he's like, "Where did you get this?" Little man, and the guy with the backpack, you know, pulled out a uh, genie's lamp. He said, well, just rub this and ask for anything you want. And the bartender's like, okay. He rubs it and says, I'd like a million bucks. And poof, a million ducks with a D walk through the door. And the bartender looks at the man and says, you know, your, your lantern's broken. He goes, yeah. Do you think I actually asked for a 10 inch pianist? Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> That's a good one. I
0: like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that before, but it's always fun with Duff's uh, <laughs> slightly confused <laughs> delivery. Great guy. And uh, thank you, Duff, for calling in an amazing joke every Friday for the last almost three years. We started this in August of 2017. So thanks to Duff for doing that. And thanks to Bruce Kulik for joining us on the new quarantine uh tune, a cover of the classic Kiss song, kind of obscure from the Revenge record called Heart of Chrome. Uh, even though No 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 is in the top 60 in America right now in the mainstream rock sharks, this is the second song uh, that we've released. This got even more of a buzz than No No No, no did due to the inclusion of Bruce Kulik uh, joining us. So here it is. Once again, the second single from quarantine. It's Heart of Chrome right here on the Talk is Jerry. It's the new single from Quarantine, Heart of Chrome, with Bruce Kulik on guitar. Uh, it's out now. You can get it on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you get your music. You can, of course, check the video out on YouTube as well. Where else, when else, but in a pandemic, can you start a uh, 80s non-makeup Kiss cover band with the guitar player from Kiss? That's what we're doing with Quarantine. And what we're doing every Saturday night, great segue, is a Saturday special on YouTube Live and Facebook Live um, with Me. Yes, hanging out with all of you. So get your questions and answers ready and your drinks and your uh, sing-along song ideas. Because we're back live tomorrow night, Saturday night, once again on Facebook Live and on my YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. So we'll see you then. Maybe we'll do a Nickelback sing-along because today it's apropos. I've got uh, Chad Kroger and his brother and bassist Mike Kroger and guitarist Ryan Peake are here from Nickelback Uh, And let me remind you about a couple of things before you say anything. Nickelback has sold over 50 million records. Think about that. They've sold out Madison Square Garden. They've been nominated for six Grammys, including Album of the Year. And they rank as the second best-selling foreign act of the 2000s in the States behind only the Beatles. Think about that for a bit. We're going to talk about some of the hate they've dealt with over the years. We're also going to talk about their incredible success. Uh, You'll find out how and why they signed in 1999 with Roadrunner Records which at the time was known as an extreme metal label. I think they had King Diamond and Slipknot on the label. Uh and the job that Mike had that inspired their band name. They got some crazy road stories. This was taped backstage uh when Fozzie and Nickelback toured uh, last last year. So it's been in, it's been in the can for a while as we say, but uh we had a great time touring with Nickelback. They're great guys. Of course they're great. They're Canadian. And they've got some great stories for all of you. And when the pandemic is over and we can go see shows again, you got to go see Nickelback. They put on an amazing show. We had so much fun touring with them. I think they were supposed to tour with Sammy Hagar this year or something like that. They're a party band. They're a great rock and roll band. And uh, we're starting with Nickelback. And Chad Kroger's going to tell us some stories about the brothers, of course, talking about Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Both of them are gone Both of them were close uh, friends of Chad Kroger. They love Nickelback and they love Chad. Chad's going to tell us some stories about the brothers and how he met them, starting now on Talk is Jericho. Chad Kroger and Nickelback. So, once again... Cool to see uh, see you here, and thanks for uh, having us uh, do a couple shows with you, buddy. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming with. Us. And we've bumped into each other in strange places over the years.
1: We have. Wait, that sounds very sad. St- <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> sentence right there. Yeah.
0: Do you remember uh, at the
1: remember that bathroom at that truck stop? That yeah, was it, that was awkward. Chad for a good time and I could <laughs>
0: yeah. barely read the number. But the one time was at uh, Shep's at uh, Shep's table, Shep Gordon's table
1: at Clive yeah. Davis's Grammy party. You yeah. Remember this? That was quite the table. Um, you remember so was going, the table? Yeah, going around the room, and I brought, I think I brought my ex-wife with me. Yes. Time. So I brought Avril. Yeah. And then next to her was um, Shannon and Gene Simmons, mm-hmm. then Paul Stanley. I believe you were beside. I was Paul's date. You were Paul's date. <laughs> and then I think it was Shep and then Alice Cooper. Yeah. And I, I, t- I pulled my phone out for a second. I'm like, this is kind of a surreal table. <laughs> and as I, I went around, you could hear... I'm not sure if it was, was it Paul or or no, it was either Gene or Alice that said, if you combined the touring miles at this table, it would be astronomical. It it was Alice that said that.
0: I'm like, it's funny too, because you stick all the rocker skids in the back of the room at the same table.
1: And we were so, and we're like, we were the most well-behaved. I I
0: know. (laughs) The only thing, Chad and I, or uh, Shep and I were the only ones that were drinking, uh, because I think they closed the bar, and we had bribed some oh. like a uh, waiter to keep
1: bringing us uh, vodka and cranberry. I was insanely hungover, <laughs> insanely hungover that night. Oh, I just remember that. Yes, yes. I was like trying to hold my lunch down. I was like, my God, what did I? I can't remember what I did the night before, but wow, <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was the one Ooh. time. Yeah, uh, I remember too. This quick, it was right after Glenn fry passed away. Yes. and Melissa Etheridge did a Glenn fry song, okay. uh, Eagle song, and everyone gives her a standing ovation after. And Gene Simmons stands up and he's got a smile on his face,
1: looking goes, "That was the shits." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm trying to remember everybody because there was some good performances yes. there that night. There were some great performances. Uh, I think
0: yeah. it was Earth, Wind and Fire played. I think uh, yeah, Nirvana with Beck. Remember yes, that? That's right. Something like that?
1: Oh, my God. I was a little cloudy that evening. Your your recollection is far better. But uh, I do have a little bit of uh, some video proof on my phone somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Of definitely being in attendance that night. The
0: great table. But then the the one I wanted to talk to you about is is the last time I saw you was at uh, Rita's house after Vinny's funeral. Yes. And whenever somebody passed away, which sucks, it's always Cool when you see people at the funeral that you never expected. Yes, I, I just remember I went there with Charlie from Anthrax, and we saw you there. That's right. And it was just really intrigued to, to get a little bit of, of a backstory about how did you know Vinny and how how close were you guys and all that sort of thing.
1: Ah, uh, very. Um, he was a dear, dear, dear friend. Yeah. um I I met him. I think it was I want to say like two thousand three, maybe two thousand four, somewhere in there. And Jerry had just signed to Roadrunner Records, and Jerry came out on tour with us. And Jerry was opening for us on Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell, gotcha. yep. And on that tour, he said, Well, the brothers are gonna come out in Dallas. And I was like, Just so naive. I'm like, The brothers. He's like, Yeah, Vinny and Dimebag. I'm like, I was just like, Are you shitting me? And after the show, you know, in the flesh, there's the boys on my <laughs> bus. I'm like, is this happening right now? <laughs> I'm like, this, this can't be happening. And, and from that moment on, we were just like all fast friends. And then um, uh, Bob, Kid Rock, invited me over to his place one time when we were doing the, uh, I think it's called the DTE. the, yeah, the Detroit, amphitheater, the Amphitheater. Yeah, there. the south of uh, his place. He invited me up to the place and, and uh, uh, we had a little barbecue. And I'm like, hey, I want you to listen to something. And I brought out Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. And I said, hey, do you want to you want to sing the second verse of this and he's like i'm in like okay cool that's amazing now i think we should find a shredder some someone to just absolutely destroy a guitar solo and uh we hummed and hawed and we were tossed around a bunch of names and dime's name didn't come up for whatever reason and then later on on that same tour i found myself in dallas and uh i get into the vehicle with him and i said hey and this was this was back when we had CDs. Um, I'm like, hey, I throw this in. And I think Rita was driving. I think Dime was in the and I was in the back seat of the uh, the SUV. And they, I said, put this in. And it comes on. And you know, we did this really heavy version of it. And, and uh, I'm like, dude, do you want to do you want to play the guitar solo in this? He's like, I would love to. <laughs> so now you know, it's uh, it's we got Kid Rock, we got Dimebag, and myself doing this just this just balls out version of. Uh, Saturday uh, night. Saturday night's all right for fighting. And uh, yeah, I mean, we just, over the years, just been great, great friends. He was
0: this type of guy, like whenever you were in town, it could be either Dallas or Vegas,
1: always would come to the show. I would like to know how many concerts those two right. have. A t- I mean, like, I don't think they miss anyone's concerts. They Anybody they miss. Shows, knew. just right. constantly going to shows.
0: Because I don't know about you, sometimes when I've been on tour for a while or on the road, you get home, you, you know, you say hi to your friends, they did dude, I can't make it. To river. Those guys always made it.
1: Always. Yeah.
0: <laughs> When I get off tour,
1: the last thing I want to do is go to a show. <laughs> no offense. Right yeah, there. no. You know, it's like, God, when you've been shoveling coal six days a week, you don't want to shovel coal on Sunday. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, and they never missed a show. Mm. It was like unbelievable. Those guys were just dedicated to music, like you wouldn't believe. And they were just so sweet, just so amazing. Yeah. Oh, for oh, Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, show, we yeah. did. That's right. We did. Uh, yeah, we did a, a five-day ve- uh, Vegas residency, and I. I pfft, I, th- I think he only missed one i'm like it's gotta be getting a little boring by now no like I the used same to actually,
0: the guys in our band were just vodka guys and the ones that drank. and so Vinny would always come It's was like do you have any beer i would always order beer that's not even on our rider i would order it when i knew Vinny was, com- yeah. Vinny was coming just to have it for him and his 18 guys that wanted tickets with the uh, luge loge passes or whatever uh,
1: yeah the posse was like <laughs> it was extensive for sure <laughs> Yeah, they always wanted to bottle a crown around when you know, so everyone could do a black tooth. In black tooth, yeah, yeah. We do the shots in the in
0: the uh, dressing beforehand. Oh, I remember-
1: <laughs> during, <laughs> yeah.
0: after, after, after <laughs> the next day. We did a tour with Slash once, and it was the same thing. We're like, if uh, yeah, Vinny Paul wants twenty tickets, and Slash is like, I'm not having the entourage back here. Let Vinny and his girlfriend come back. Yeah. Everyone else needs to stay out there. Like only Slash could turn down
1: Vinny. Yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no, I mean, because nice. he, he wanted to bring, because all of his buddies were all huge. I mean, how are they getting around? <laughs> because there's not a limo on the planet that could hold that many people. Like, did they have some sort of, like, did they rent a Greyhound? <laughs> like, Greyhound limo. How are they getting down to the shows every night?
0: Because at one point, uh, he came, we did a show in Tyler, Texas, uh, which is just outside of Dallas. And he came and said, I got a limo. I'll, ca- I'll come down and catch a ride back with me. Great. So he had like this powder blue limo from like I don't know 1982 mm-hmm. that he had decked out with all the lights and just ear crushing music that was all Journey and ZZ
1: Top yep. and the Eagles and right his uh, did he ever get did he ever give you a um, a signed picture of of uh, oh my God he'd go and get all these 50s pictures all the time and he would get them I think he was just going to like. <laughs> Kinkos or Staples or wherever and just photocopying the hell out and then he would sign them as though he was the person and then he'd go get the thing framed and he would write the most <laughs> random shit on it and then he'd just hand them out. And I'm just I was like what? Uh, uh and there's like a second, you look at it for a second, and you're like, Is this legit? And then as soon as you read it, you're like, ah, that's amazing. Like a, real, a real picture of Elvis that he had autographed the, Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, like the most bizarre what's that? Yeah, mine's Little Richard, that's right. I've got this weird Little He's like, it's my favorite Little Tutti Frutti or something like that, like I don't know what it is. You know, and then he signs it Little Richard. And it's hilarious, and the thing is in this bizarre old school like frame that would be in your grandmother's house. <laughs> like, it's so random. I mean, he picked me up one night, ah, uh, where were, I? I think we were in Dallas, and we drove 45 minutes away. I don't have a clue where we went to. Pull up to the back run into the backstage area of i I have no idea where we even went and uh, get on, you know, and I just in time to catch Moni Moni, you know? And I'm like, what, Billy what? Idol? Yeah, I'm like, what do we, where are we? And we just cruise into some, you know, venue and there's Billy Idol and he's getting off stage. Like he's hitting, Mo- he's like the Santa Claus, he was the Santa Claus. He had to hit every venue, like every live gig that was going on. He like, just timing them all perfectly. Like, oh, I got to run over to this one. I got to close up everything at about 2.30. We got to head over to the after show at this one.
0: And then come back to his house in Vegas that had all the rooms. Yes. The yep.
1: Carrot Top room was
0: orange. Yeah, he the loved Carrot The Prince room top. was purple. Yeah. And the Elvis room was green. It was the Jungle Room. Yeah. You know? just yep. the uh he would always make breakfast in the morning all that sort of stuff just a great guy all across the board like you said that was friend if you were a musician and he knew you were legit
1: he was your friend yep yeah. absolutely yeah 100 uh, percent. i loved those boys with all of my heart and they were so kind to me when we would be taking heat left right and center you know uh vinnie would just you know he would stick up for us like you would he's like you ever seen a play mm-hmm. like, well then why don't you just shut the fuck up mm-hmm you know, why don't you go watch them play and see what they do and see, you know, see them doing their own thing and then come back and and, and talk shit. Um, and he was always sticking up for us and he didn't care, you know, and that's to me that type of lawyer. Lo- you can't mm-hmm. I mean. You're lucky if you find that type of loyalty once in your life in a true, true friend. Right. You know, and he gave that to everybody. Yeah. It was like, Both oh, him and I'm everything. trying not to. I'm no, but, my 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 arms, my arm hair is starting to stand up a little bit, and I can feel like I could, I could easily have a really serious good cry here. This is talking what I wanted, I wanted like, to
0: talk to you about it because, like I said, oh. it, 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 you talk to people that know him, and you get that feeling, you know, and because uh, you guys even actually, I don't know if you do now. But you did used to come to stage with with a Pantera tune when you played walk, I think. I remember at the beginning of you did some Pantera. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe after maybe after Dime died or yep. something like that. You did yep. a tribute to and him we, on stage. Yeah, and we stuff.
1: had well, we had a we I wrote a song for him called uh, Side of a Bullet. And we called, I mean, this was right after Dime mm-hmm. uh, passed, and um called Vinny and said, Hey, is can can you send us like a bunch of outtakes from, you know, Far Beyond Driven and Cowboys from Hell and and uh like all, like just a bunch of him you know a bunch of guitar stuff that didn't get used on the album. he's like yeah no problem and they went through every record and sent us tons of stuff and we just went through it all and put it all together put it all in the in the in the same key and it fit and it was amazing no and, kidding yeah and that's on a song called side of a bullet and so and we would just play his guitar solo so we'd play the song and then he we put him up that's on the big what screen it was. Yeah, wow yeah, yeah um and so every night i was turning around and i'd look up at him and he would you know you we had all this video footage from him doing just being him just being absolutely yeah that amazing human and uh yeah i was tough not to get choked up um every night every night you'd turn around and be like don't do it don't do it <laughs>
0: We should uh, do something for Vinny. Write a song for him and call it "Call It One Two Barbecue." One Two Barbecue. Oh,
2: that dude! What a
0: One Two Barbecue. Get everyone to chant in the crowd. We're going One Two Barbecue. Oh yeah, there dude! It's a million seller right there. Last question for that's you. a great idea. We sure. Imagine the, the guests we could get on that song.
1: Yeah, yeah. I put Black Tooth in a song. Did you? Oh yeah, I put that in a song called Bottoms Up. Yeah, I made a Black Tooth reference. Mm. Yeah,
0: Mega Dave did that, and I was at uh, Sweating Bullets.
1: Smiled his Black Tooth grin. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right.
0: Sweating Bullets. <laughs> Last question for you, because I know we both got a show to do. Uh, what's your favorite Pantera song?
1: Oof. I mean, oh. Uh, I love, oh, there's so much. My favorite album is definitely uh, Vulgar Display. Mm-hmm. And oh, my god. I mean, it's damn near a cover to cover. Mouth for war is amazing. Becoming,
0: Becoming. Oh, get, wait, no. new levels of them. Becoming from, from far beyond is oh. my favorite. Yeah. Uh,
1: this love, oh my god, that record is just packed. I mean, that's almost impossible for me to just go right down to one. I mean, and now when one of those songs comes on, before we'd all, you know, everyone does the same thing. You kind of you, you put your metal face on, your teeth grit, <laughs> and and uh, I mean, there's a there's a small flex involves <laughs> like you know, and yeah. you you know. Uh, and everybody does the same thing, but now it's taken on a whole different thing because and now you're gritting your teeth because, you know, you miss them so much. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's taken on this, this whole new, yeah. uh, persona and the way it affects me at mm-hmm. least. And I can, I can see the way you're nodding, I can see the look on your face. And, and I'm sorry that I stole Charlie from the party. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're all over there at Rita's place. And, uh, uh, when things were winding down, I'm like, Charlie, you come with me. Yeah. Let's go, buddy. Let's and, here, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I had him uh, I had him for a while. Well, I had him for most of the day. I mean, once as soon as the service had ended, I'm like, I, I stole him. I took him back to the hotel. We were drinking a bit and, and uh, yeah, reminiscing and telling yeah. all the stories. But, Good times. Vinny, yeah, Dimes, we, we love you. Yeah, for sure.
0: What was Vinny's favorite Nickelback
1: to you? Uh, his was If Today Was Your Last Day, ironically. Wow, apropos, right? Yeah. And uh, Dime's was a song called Where Do I Hide off of an album we had called Silver Side Up. Nice, man. And uh, Vinny was like, I mean, it was so honest when it came out of his mouth. He's like, God, every time Dimes in the in the limo, he just wants to hear that. Where do I hide? So I mean, he plays the damn thing over and over and over <laughs> and over. And I don't know how you pay someone a bigger compliment than to ha- than to hear that one of their heroes, you know, wants to continually play something that you've written. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the biggest, yeah, compliment, biggest compliment in the world. Yeah, I mean, it just fills you with this feeling. And then so. you
0: could become friends with them.
1: Yeah. yeah so. You know, who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dude. Buddy, thanks for I taking the time. appreciate that, man. Brother.
0: All right, before we get to Nickelback guitar player Ryan Peake and bass player Mike Kroger, Chad's brother, let me thank our original sponsor, Diamond Dallas Page and DDPY. We wouldn't be doing Talk is Jericho twice a week for free, if not for them, and I wouldn't be having killer matches on AEW, uh, AEW Dynamite, like the one I just had with Orange Cassidy at Fighter Fest on Wednesday night, one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Uh, one of, uh, I think, probably the best match run Cassie's ever had. You're welcome. Uh, able to perform at that high level thanks to DDP. What you guys might not realize is we filmed that match outdoors, and it was probably about 110 degrees in Daly's place in Jacksonville. So it was like wrestling in a sauna, and one of the reasons why I was able to keep my wind up and keep my cardio up was because of DDPY. Now, Dallas's program is for everyone, no matter your age, or your fitness level, or your professional uh, genre that you're in. Your uh, uh, vocation, shall we say? It's a kick-ass cardio workout that's easy on your joints and one that you can do at your own pace. And Dallas is so sure you'll love it that he's given you a seven-day free trial. Just download the DDPY app and get started now. It's also a great fitness option for anyone who's not ready to go back to an actual actual gym or if you don't want to work out with a mask on, all that stuff. Remember, the coronavirus is resurging in some places. I know some cities are even going back into partial lockdowns, even though deaths are going down which is great Uh, but if you don't want to go back to a gym or maybe you can't go back give ddpy a try i've got the app on my phone i literally do ddpy everywhere i've done it backstage at aew backstage at fozzy gigs and hotel rooms in my living room in my front yard like i said you don't have to wear a mask or worry about social distancing with ddpy you can even connect to a bluetooth heart monitor uh to the app as well to keep track of workout data so you can do live workouts from the ddpy performance center in smyrna georgia if you want to do that with dallas kind of watching along and giving you tips. And you can also stream the app to your TV so you can do the workouts on your big screen. You don't have to stare at that little phone. So download the DDPY app today. You can get it for iOS or Android. Start your free seven-day trial, choose a workout, and get going now. Let Dallas and DDPY change your life like he has for thousands and thousands of people, including me. Get onto the path of healthy living and stay there. And you can start today for free for seven days at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best mental and physical shape of your life and go do it now. We'll roll it right now. Let's roll that We'll shit. break all the rules, man. We don't okay. care. Is there uh, anything I can't say? Like, well, well, you just did. So therefore, you call the shots, man. Done. Done. This is your show.
3: <laughs> you,
0: just, you were just uh, uh, at rolling around on the mat with Gracie, so you can yes. say whatever the hell you want, all right, man. All yeah, right, what am I gonna say? Like,
3: no, no, you can't swear on my I show, said, you Mike's can a
4: cursing <laughs> cursing. <machine. laughs> I do swear yeah, a little, it's kind of like a
0: Canadian I thing, I think, more than they do. I believe you're I got right. Mike and Ryan from Nickelback here, and uh, gracious us to have us play a couple shows. Uh, and it's so funny, it's like a, a two show tour. The first half was awesome.
4: <laughs> Isn't it I, agreed you know but the second half is always now we know each other
0: yeah, we've yeah, had yeah. lots of experience now we're in
4: the
3: and groove. Stuff. Yeah, yeah
0: so so we had a day off yesterday and, and you mentioned we're in atlantic city now but you went to 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 new york to actually mm-hmm. train with the Gracies. i
3: trained with henzo, at henzo gracie's academy with him and you know I, you've done plenty of training yourself and i just told these guys the amazing moment that you get on the mat with somebody who is the top of their game mm-hmm. and you are at the bottom of said in the game right you know i get on the mat get all suited up and i get on the mat with with hanzo and we sit down and he says okay what would you like to learn i'm just like
1: you <laughs> kidding right like
3: <laughs> I, there, this is going to be only learning and to be honest within half an hour my brain was so full we just had to drill the stuff that he taught me and stop because i just couldn't take you know what it, you know what happens like he, there's only so much you can really translate into
0: but, well totally so obviously you train like this often I try to train as much as I can. Yeah.
3: So how do you get in
0: touch with with Gracie and say, "Hey, I'm Mike from Nickelback. I'm in town," or do you know this guy, or is it? I, I
3: knew him from before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have a few mutual friends, and I train with his with his family. You oh, know, I gosh. train with the Machado family in yeah. uh, in Los Angeles, and they're they're the cousins of of the Gracie oh, so, Okay, so, so they, yeah. I I know them that way. But I met Hanzo, Abu Dhabi, I think it was. Um, because we had a security guy who was a friend of his.
0: I just love yeah. it. Like, the best part of all is like, was it Abu Dhabi that we, uh, I know was he's like, going <laughs> through his
3: Rolodex of, <laughs> yeah. uh, places. I thought he was going like time
4: frame, but you're actually talking about a place.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a time, usually, a time frame i have no idea yeah. but, uh, but uh the place i think it was abu dhabi but it might have been somewhere else
4: but see, this is a cool thing i like
0: about about guys like us that have been traveling most people be like abu dhabi where's that and i'm like oh yeah i know abu dhabi the, it was it yeah. the porsche museum or the lamborghini museum yeah. there something like yeah. that like you guys have traveled quite a bit worldwide over the last yeah. 15 years yeah so even abu dhabi wants the rock and roll of nickelback there oh yeah we apparently played
3: yeah. the f1 a little while ago and by the, the Ferrari Museum, you're sure, sure, to. yes. And yeah. then we, we played that F1 race, and that was incredible. Man. Well, you live, the tra- you live the traveling life, you know, yep. you know well, yeah, well, yeah, th-
0: but that's the thing, and, and we just take it for granted because it, because people think that the, the shows are always fun, but it's the travel part that's what we get paid for, that's the hard part, mm-hmm.
3: you know, absolutely. It's cool to see these, uh, the limited glimpses of these cultures that we get you know mm. we typically get to see only the good parts <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is nice I, I appreciate that get you know all the all the horrible you know all the horrible parts of these places get combed out and we just see the good parts <laughs> part. so when we did Abu
0: Dhabi a WWE show, the girls were still wearing the burkas, you oh, know, yeah. and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So it's so funny to see them. I remember I went to the ring with this guy called R Truth. He's like a rap guy. He goes like, "What's yes. up?" And people put their hands in the air, and you see the the girls with the burkas with their eyes showing, yeah. like raising the yeah. roof, and it's yeah. just like the yeah. culture shock of that.
4: You know what? You know the the debate of that aside, which I mean, I think it's kind of yeah, it's, it's been it's been laid out lately. But sure, I always found that was the. That was the cool part of actually going over there and seeing people from different cultures actually yeah like having fun getting into you know what I, I, there's, I an, there's another yeah.
3: part to this that that i i personally experienced when i was over there was i had heard the stories about the you know women aren't allowed to drive and they gotta be fully covered in the burkas and 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 shit like that and then i went to that what's that mall called that great big mall in dubai in dubai i can't remember that's right next to the bridge dubai Calico. mall maybe i yeah, uh, we'll call it the dubai mall I, yeah uh, but i went there and i was expecting to see you know this and at the mall i was walking down the the one of the corridors in the mall and i saw a woman wearing a bikini hmm. in the mall and i was really? like hmm that isn't exactly a burka on that one this, right. anything sure it wasn't <laughs> so, like a licenza ad or something like that
4: it was a person
3: a, 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 oh, okay. legit human you watching because we did Saudi
0: Arabia and and that was that's even worse than Dubai yeah. cuz Saudi Arabia, you can't yeah. drink in Saudi Arabia and women aren't allowed at the shows but I saw a couple women that were kind of like our with our tour group like the promoters or whatever yeah. very beautiful faces with like heavy makeup like yeah. models yeah and I said well how come you guys can have this makeup and other girls can't show their faces it was something to do with like some kind of a different religion mm-hmm. something maybe this religion in Dubai okay. allows you to wear a bikini I don't who maybe, knows, right? Maybe
3: they're just I, I think things are just opening up, man.
0: So you're talking about going Dhabi. what are some of the, the other the countries that you've been to that are kind of
4: off the beaten path? Oh I maybe not totally off the
0: beaten path. Lithuania is mean, that, pretty
1: that, awesome.
4: That's that's becoming not so off the beaten path anymore. Nah, you, yeah, right? Like yeah. I know what you're saying totally. I mean like different we, countries. We did, and... Yeah, we did like Singapore for the first time, which is really, really great. Russia, like, Russia like that. Yeah,
0: we did Russia, of course. Some Russia gigs off. Russia's, Russia's
3: obviously. a huge rock. Oh man. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Three Days well,
0: Grace did like a three week tour of Russia. I'm oh like, yeah. Where are you going in Russia for three weeks?
3: Yeah. Turns out there's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's Rock a lot isn't to do. In, uh, in, uh, <laughs> yeah. And they, they they'll turn out in droves for you. They they love it, man. Yeah, we they did love We it. did uh yeah, we did uh,
4: Lithuania, but Estonia was our first time. Yeah. It's not like off beaten path so much, like I said, but it's like for us countries that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And well, we had never been there before. We've done you know Helsinki numerous times Finland across the water from but it. think about where and we it's fantastic. come from like in, think about Italian. yeah think
3: about where we come from and then and then frame that like oh no where absolutely. we come from and it's like oh yeah well helsinki you know of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know like that's you know what i mean no you know no saying? i like, agree so but crazy. if you saw you know if you're
4: talking yeah. to bruce dickinson he's like we've done that ten thousand times like, i mean perspective but, but is everything. he's landed a seven, but like a you seminar.
0: said though so and you guys are, is it? Is it i say we say Drumheller because that's what i was always told but it's not
4: quite Drumheller where you guys are from it's very right. close it's i the, actually yeah, grew up to the east yeah we, our, our hometown is about 40 minutes kind of And what's your hometown north. called hannah okay so alberta
0: i trained uh i grew up in winnipeg but i trained for wrestling in calgary Mm -hmm. so my first kind of year of shows of the little independent ones. So I was doing the Drumhellers and the Rimby and the uh, Brooks. Uh, Brooks. My first match was in Pinocchio. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like total, wow, you know, awesome. uh, like the total like Alberta small towns. Yeah. But once it's again, Rodeo
3: Towns, man.
0: What's that? Rodeo Towns. Rodeo Towns, exactly. Yeah. Grand Prairie and these yeah. type of places. How would you guys come from Hannah and, and start this band to end up playing in freaking Abu Dhabi and, and Helsinki? It's crazy. Right, like it, to, it's to give us a little bit of that background.
3: It still blows me away that I'm even going to New York. Because, yeah,
0: right. quickly, just you know, too Slash. Whenever he plays, because you guys, I'm sure you've played, with Slash or no Slash. He's a huge dinosaur fanatic. Mm-hmm. So whenever Guns and Roses or Slash and the Conspirators play Edmonton or Calgary, he goes to Drumheller to go to the museums there because this is like dinosaur
4: museum is still fantastic tons of fossils
0: found in this area right
4: i i I, see i i lived in i met these guys in like when i was in grade eight in Hanas when i moved i was i used to live in brooks by the way, that's what?
0: very Canadian. Grade eight here. Yeah, it's grade, eight. Like here grade it's eight. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. grade? Eight, eight. I still don't know what a freshman okay. senior. I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm still so struggling, struggling when we with that. Started. Year. I just had that
4: conversation, <laughs> but I actually
0: grew up. Grew it's up, a real
3: thing. Yeah. Totally
0: is.
4: Yeah. I actually grew up in the valley from there's a small, small, tiny town called Dorothy if you ever see tom cochran's video uh life is a highway he's oh. up on the summer fields and down by this church with these two weird sisters he puts together to, for imagery and whatnot but yeah that's was that dorothy that's dorothy no shit that's i didn't my, know that my, my, my uncle's land actually funny enough i what? I heard that like through the grapevine he's like oh yeah oh, that's, that's crazy but yeah but like yeah we were like cruising up the hills as kids like getting fossils and petrified wood that's it, it's an amazing place to and that's just to the, let run wild there it's it's, it's like your backyard where you so, where you grew up right totally and i took my kids back there two years ago and i didn't hear i've never heard so much complaining in my life <laughs> i'm like they'll drop us off here we'll walk down the the coulee in the valley down and it'll spit us out of my grandmother's house and they're just like i hate this, this there's fire ants on my leg there's, <laughs> there's cactus here. they're just complaining i'm like
0: we were just uh, in the Okanagan. Uh, my cousin got married in Penticton. And nice. I used to grow up. My grandparents lived in Kelowna, right? Mm-hmm. So fruit stands, my grandma worked at a fruit stand. Right? It's like the best place. Oh, yes. I took my kids to the roadside fruit stand. They're like, Dad, why are we going to? This is great. It's a fruit stand. There's fruit and there's jelly and you get a donut. There Wi-Fi? And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, and they finally found some cool stuff. I'm like, you guys, like, things have changed. Like looking for fossils and going to a fruit stand, don't fly for kids anymore.
3: I don't
4: know. I'm trying... you tried to, like, expose a bit of it. I just came back from... I went home for two days as well, this last kind of little little break here, and I was saying the same thing. I'm like, how can we have no Okanagan fruit here? I mean, this is the season. <laughs> We've got nothing? Yeah. Like, it only happens once a year. What's going right, on? Right, right, so, right. I know. My kids
0: care a lot. Now, the kids are different now, though, yeah. right? Yeah. So how did you guys start this band, though, to, to, in Hannah to end up, you know, like we said, becoming a worldwide... One of the biggest bands in the world? Well, it kind of started in Vancouver.
3: Really. Gotcha. I mean. We- well, we we come the, from Hannah. The band yeah. started in Vancouver, but we get pretty much all of Alberta and British Columbia claims us as, as home. So that, that's, we're cool with that. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's complicated. That. Um, it
4: is. It is. Now we we our music. You know, we obviously we started. Everybody starts music somewhere when you're, you know, hopefully when you're a kid. I don't know. Whenever you like, but we were like 14 when we kind of started, and then Mike and I kind of played in various. Versions of some kind of band like garage bands and stuff, oh, oh, all yeah, garage yeah, bands. Yeah. Oh, totally! Like, no yeah. one no one wants to hear us when you're starting to play music. <laughs> they didn't yeah. want to hear us you in think the garage. sound okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, thank god they didn't have cell phones back then, right? You guys be posting on YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it would be a disaster! But so, we, we played a bit when we were younger and we did a little um cover band stint for about nine months, and that's when we had that's that's when Chad. Uh, actually, came into the band. Just Chad's week. your brother. Yeah, yes. Older yeah. brother, younger brother. He, so, he younger, younger. Gotcha. Yeah. So
0: we can't had tell by
3: singer. looking, can you?
4: <laughs> 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 Oh, I can. Um, we had a different singer and a different drummer, and then Chad came in to play lead guitar. And then we did this for about nine months, and we're pretty much flat broke. Just because, yeah. I mean, it was fun to cut your teeth out there and kind of get used to being you mm-hmm. on stage. It's easy to play. one show and try to find yourself and find your stage presence but it's me as you know it's like doing the entertainment industry you know over and over repetition repetition you kind of find yourself and where Mm. you feel comfortable sitting so that was something i think that helped us a bit we didn't realize it but we just stopped and we just went you know this is just going nowhere what was the name of your band music at the at the moment our our childhood band before that was called village idiot And then we went out uh, have you heard went about to get this? real work, and the, and the booking agent said, "No, you can't have that name. You got a choice. To pick something else." Like, I think they settled on. We were taking some advice. Um, point of view at one point. That and was I the more commercial, uh, oh, commercial friendly. Thing I'm like the agent can wanted the most forgettable what name because j- <laughs> I don't remember that. So we told him to piss off, and we changed it back to Village Idiot, singular. We were the singular idiot. We, and, we, um, we
3: four comprised one idiot. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how stupid we were. 25% each are. idiot. So, <laughs> then we,
4: so we stopped. And then it, and then we all went back to our jobs. And Mike went to Vancouver to do a different gig with another band. And then it was Chad in the summertime in 95 that just said he had some songs. Uh, wouldn't mind recording it. We knew somebody, a friend of a friend, had a studio, had access to a studio in Vancouver. It literally, you just stumble into this kind of shit. Right. Like, so we went out in the summer and we recorded Hesher, our first EP, in a day and a half, explain everybody what a hesher is. Hesher? Well, I, I'll it tell was, you what. There's two versions of Heshes, yeah. I guess I, I didn't know it. I didn't no. know
3: what it. with the word even? I didn't know oh, it was even a no, word. No, because well,
4: I, I know I have a
3: version. What, what's your version? Of like it? Version, like a, like, like, like a headbanger.
0: Yes, like a hesher. Like, like that out. Like, like a
3: rocker. We like, found that out much later. We found okay. that out much later. Yeah. It was
4: literally just yeah, sure I was
3: I was I had a friend of mine. He came out from Alberta uh to my place in Vancouver, and I remember you know we were we were trying to think of a name for the thing and i remember this friend of mine we i don't remember what we were doing all day what we were tired out and and we, i am sleeping in my room cuz like it was not Lux mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty bad but uh <laughs> i remember him saying i said something like okay good night see you tomorrow and he said something like hey sure and i was like Oh, Hesher. <laughs> yeah, that's he just invented a word. And, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything, does it? Let's he- use that. And then we found out it meant something. Hesher's yeah. a headbanger, yeah. 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 I
0: think it's a California term. I believe You're it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I've heard it
4: since then. It's like now I kind of get it. I'm like, well, whatever connotation yeah, yeah. for which sure, sure. boat I suppose, but.
0: So you so you did the Hesher EP
4: yeah so we so we did that and, and just I'll try, I'll try to wrap it up but it's like the
0: no I want our whole career you man. want me to just yeah, bring run the rag it to, out here? today yeah, the
4: rag. Yeah. to today no <laughs> I'm gonna order lunch but well, I'm trying to clarify what he what he means by you know we've been claimed by like Alberta BC right, sure. of, in right. A sense because you know we have a we had a lot of following and our friends are like like crucial in this in, in our career and pivotal I think just because of the support we had in Alberta mm-hmm. but then that was just getting up to that point. The recording of the of the demo In a day and a half We drove out Recorded it Drove home Oh, to Vancouver Yeah and it's, like, it's like 12 hours From our from where yeah. we live So 12 hours there 12 hours back Just a little drive Over mm-hmm. a weekend So we recorded it over Kind of like a, a few days And then when that was it It was like That was for fun That wasn't like Okay so there's the next thing We're going to do And then we're going to Give it to managers We're going to do And we're going to You know pitch it around We, we just weren't there mm-hmm. I just we didn't think of it. of We wanted to go You know do you want to See what a studio's like Yeah let's check it out And then we did that And it was great and that was it, and so I went back and I was gonna get a job, I think checking wells, uh, oil wells, you know, good old Alberta. And good Alberta the, yeah, job. That's yeah. just what you do. Head up to the Mac. Yeah, or wherever you can go. Hard back in the right. Mac. Yes. So, so and then Mike had the a copy of the the album, obviously, and he was sleeping in in. Oh, you know, that, was, yeah, place, that was yeah. That was when I didn't also even like have a, a, oh, a dealer's boy. den of some sort. Yeah, I was and it was a oh, typical like. Warehouse with graffiti and crap everywhere, and it was like cat piss rugs on the walls to make it quieter
3: and beautiful, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. yeah but the real deal, yeah. So,
4: Someone, uh, some managers heard it and they said, I oh, think, get, get it on the radio, which they did. And then they said, Hey, they want you to come play a gig. And we're like, Wow, okay. And then we're like, well, what's your band's name? And we're like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. We, didn't we, didn't we didn't have a band, we weren't yet. anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we're like, Well, it's this thing, and like we can get a gig out there. And it was at a place called the town pump. In Gastown, Vancouver. Yeah, I know which that is, place. Which was like the place to play. It was a hip place to play. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. the place yeah. to play in town. It was like, that's where you wanted to get to. And we're like, our first gig's there. Holy mm. shit. We were opening for a band called Rust that was signed to warner or was Apple
3: that the first time at the pump or was it the medicine ball no, was the first time no, the that pump. was the second time the, okay the rest and okay. yeah.
0: just for so people that don't understand this is a huge gig to have for your for your, like your hundredth gig and this is your very
4: first gig it's just a reputable reputable yeah. it's like Dave place Matthews. to play it's like playing
0: the whiskey or something yeah, exactly,
4: or whatever. exactly right. exactly it's not a big place but it's a reputable place and so we came out in january 96 and he came up with the name and we just moved forward and go back managers. yes yeah. where did you yeah. get the name
3: from say it mike uh, it, it's it. okay I, I it doesn't bother you say it might bother some people to do it over and over it doesn't bug me um i'm just I, curious i no, it's okay uh i uh i worked at a coffee shop oh, and okay. i was making changes seriously <laughs> i had to give people five cents back all the time and i was saying here's your nickel back." and i said it so many times that i was like wait a minute that kind of <laughs> that works I'm, right I'm, I'm saying it so much because it kind of like rolls off the yeah. you know like it sort of sounds kind of interesting and being like uh
4: dum-dums from canada that aren't into football stuff i didn't even know it was a position yeah again I didn't again I didn't either I again it's a thing it's before. a thing we
3: <laughs> so, thought we made up but we didn't yeah, so it's just
0: you know, like Hesher so he, two for two
4: yeah, yeah <laughs> so we're <exactly. I'm> dating <laughs> ourselves with the arrival of the internet <laughs> and you start searching oh I wonder if anybody's talking about the band Nickelback what's all this football shit going yeah. on here yeah what? what's, going what's going
3: on, on? We're, we gotta yeah. compete with this and then there yeah. was
4: Nickelback. there was also a band called Nickelback at the time <laughs> yeah. we're like what? They're from like
3: Portland or something? yeah or, so yeah,
4: yeah, it was a little confusing but so that was the impetus essentially
0: so. and that's how it started yeah. but and then, and then to like we said to to get to this level where there's a few bands in the world that have had you know whatever is, what is it 50 million records sold and all this sort of thing like, I, I mean it, it that that to me just blows my oh, mind my. when you hear that sort of a stat as well you know what was what was the, f- the the opening breakthrough that got you guys was it how you remind me for sure how you remind me yes how you remind me did you No, sure. did you have because like, every band has the, has either great management or the record company support what was it for you guys who was like your real champion to to get to that point
4: well you can say me if you want mike
0: okay it's ryan <laughs>
3: it yeah right it's no, pretty much all due to ryan no, yeah. yes because um, i don't have a really effective answer other than that i mean it, so it was it was very much a no but but it, when you're talking about isolating sort of a person or a group of people that that's responsible for this. I think it was really a team effort between yeah. management, us of course, a label of course, our booking agents, like all these people, we had a, an army of people that that would kill for us. We we signed to a metal label, Roadrunner Records, which was right. kind of a nutty move. Yeah. That's um, interesting. How yeah. did
0: Roadrunner never taken you? Because you said that's King Diamond and Annihilator oh, and Slipknot. Fear Factory I slip, tip, uh, Yeah. Slipknot. Yeah,
3: I was, I was actually, I just this occurred to me not that long ago, which is weird because yeah. it's been a long time. We haven't even been on the label for a long time. I was a fan of the label. Yeah. I used to buy records. Like, I would buy albums because they were roadrunner Just because records. of the roadrunner albums. I, I remember
4: common, like, Metal Blade and stuff yeah, like that. I was there like that with Metal Blade. If it yeah, came yeah. out of Metal Blade, Metal I would Blade buy it. Metal was on That's the list. That's kind listing, of it, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. oh, they like it. It's got to be yeah, good. Yeah, it's got to be good. That yeah, was roadrunner. It, it, it really was. was completely. It was like that for me. So yeah. and the same, you know, so in the same kind of sentence, like, we are like, well, why, did they, why do they want us? We're, we're nothing like these acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we had the meeting, it was literally, I guess, I don't know if you would call it a dichotomy of going to RCA Records. Tower oh, yeah. like chrome, oh, yeah, and then going to Roadrunner Records, one floor, gritty, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it was really, they were like digging for what they you know, what they
3: believed. They had we to could, fight for every why. Was, that's was why it an American they were, label or was it, it an American? Label. Yeah. They're in New York, yeah. Well, they're uh, actually they're they in Holland at the time, Netherlands, upstairs. yeah. But the the New York office was you know the main be, be, because brain. the united mm-hmm. states is, is the number one market for music in the, yeah. in the world right. obviously it's going to carry a we lot of weight yeah. Yeah, yeah sure yeah.
4: but they were shifting <laughs> gears and we didn't realize at the time that they were they were talking to a, a radio guy that was and we knew the that some of our songs had some you know we were rock but rock was kind of coming Star, just starting to bubble right there and come around cuz previously we couldn't get, we couldn't get anybody to pay attention to us cuz it was you know things are very cyclical and and, mm-hmm. and and are looking for the next they chase the next you know, fascinating Trend, thing. And yeah. I think it was uh, female artists at the time, female solo artists at the time. What yeah, year was Sarah this at? And Paula Cole and like n- uh, mid nineties. This, this, this was like 90, the end of the nineties. Okay, gotcha. Ninety eight. No, it was ninety nine. I think. Yeah, I think recorded ninety nine. Yeah, because yeah,
0: that'd be more of also too like the new metal of corn and, and, and that,
4: that sort starting, of stuff. Yes, that yeah. was definitely coming up as well. It wasn't. I don't know if it in Canada. I remember. I remember. It you did, had wasn't. Stuff it, like wasn't that. it wasn't. Nothing was.
3: You know, because those people chase commercial trends, right? These labels, so that stuff wasn't a commercial trend at all at the time At that, that, that time it was sarah mclaughlin right it was paula cole and it was it great that's great if, but if you weren't a female singer songwriter right oh, i remember at a point somebody said me. if you if you're not a singer like a female singer songwriter right now we're not writing it so, so ridiculous right but that's it's just what that, people man. were yeah. looking
0: for that's what they were after well, that's what kills trends if you look at you know if you like you know if, if you want to call hair metal or whatever it was kind of yep yeah. bled that out yeah. and then the thrash metal thing and then yeah. grunge and then new metal it's, they throw so much of it at you only the best bands survive and there's too many pretenders which is what kills the scene yeah you know
4: yeah
3: I mean it, yeah uh, because the the and fatigue the industry yeah, at right. large doesn't know how to make hits it just knows how to chase hits right yeah. right the, Great and, cool. and we, we who do we what radio station was it we talked to Z100 in New York or K-Rock in LA was they said we don't make hits we play hits yeah the k-rex was or something like, like that. shit <laughs> Thanks, you're not buddy. gonna play our song are you <laughs> yeah. And they're like yeah. well not till it's a hit i well, like, oh, we sure okay. weren't
4: the cool kids at that time but have we ever been the cool kids let's get real but that was the, the reason like you, like going back to what you said you like metal blade albums stuff like that i mean i i hadn't really been following um the acts from roadrunner at that point but when you went there and you saw how much they believed like the people working for them were working to make the make everything work because they loved it you mm-hmm. can feel it like totally mean, so for us, it was a no-brainer as a choice. Like we were, you could get a major label deal, or you can get a you know a great indie label deal, and these guys were just like putting everything behind it. And so I think that was like, you know, some people, some bands hate their labels. They did a great job for us. I did, really, you know, we there, we, were, there, times we there were times when there were times, there were times, <laughs> there absolutely don't, like don't, don't, don't get me wrong. There are, there, are, <laughs> there, are times to no, there were times of headbutting for sure, absolutely. Yeah, there always wrong. will be, but. Uh, and we and we heard about this just lately, but we heard there was a case vessels, the guy that owned the, the label, when a guy owned the label mm-hmm. about the memo he put out when we uh, we put the state out went touring, sold I don't know three hundred thousand albums, so we didn't like boom like they wanted, and you know burned a lot of their cash, and most we spent know, a lot most of majors money. would go snip mm-hmm. and just cut you loose, and they were just like guys we got to get this money back somehow, man. Like, I don't know, you know, we're like so we're going to put you out there. And you're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. We're like, well, I'm, I'm good with that. And that was Silver Side Up. And when How You Remind Me came out, and was released. He put out this, apparently this inter-office memo just saying, I, I did not even heard of until two years ago. Yeah. And he was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't quote verbatim what he said, or but he said it's probably uh, in Dutch, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's probably. In Dutch. <laughs> <You> know, <sighs> yeah, but it was completely <sighs> like <sighs> saying, "I believe in this song, I believe in this hit, I believe, and I need to see you guys giving it hundred and ten percent everywhere here. I won't settle for people, you know, resting on their heels for this thing, and and just big motivating. I need you to do this. This one is going to work, and we believed in our stuff too. But it was nice. It's nice to hear when you have somebody that you're working with. Kind of like coming from the top like that. I don't, sure. I don't think it was lip service. I think it was like, I don't know. I but thought that was, was not like was right. it wasn't like being well, a normal I mean, label. It nice. Though, because it's nice when you're right. <laughs> for, you,
3: you, for sure, right? But you hear these, you know, or you work with these people, these labels, and you realize at the time, and I think it's still the case, there's a big difference between an indie and a major. Mm. Because a major just has this titanic wallet that they can just throw at their problems, right? They can They can solve their problems with money the indies, especially the Roadrunner people, remember, especially these people, metal, these people right? are trying to get people to buy Fear Factory records, right? right. So nothing's coming easy. They fight for everything. Like Fear Factory is a deadly band. I love them. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the work that they did deadly. then. I love them deadly. Eh? <laughs> they're they're so good. <laughs> I just love them. But to make that a commercial success of any kind is going to be a war. Their appeal only goes to a certain level. Yeah, it's right. not commercially. It's 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 just it simply isn't. It doesn't appeal to a wide enough right base of people. So you sell your records one at a time, and you get out there and you fight. And we watched them do that, where the other labels were. I remember talking about it when we were talking about what label to talk to, and I remember somebody. I don't know if it was one of our, I have a management or something like that. Said, well, if you're on a major label, you got six weeks. Mm-hmm. you make a record you spend all the promo money you do all the wow. lead up you do all the prep time they release it in six weeks if it hasn't popped yet you're done they're gonna yeah, drop you yeah they're I gonna move that on
4: happen it's funny i watched that not, i'll leave the band on name mind you but a band i really liked from canada got picked up in the states they got six weeks and they were like super popular in canada and they would have been great but they six weeks and, but dude, and they got cut loose
0: there's, There's like so many bands shame. like that. Like even oh, like, if you go back, like one of my favorite bands from like the early eighties is Streetheart. Mm-hmm. Oh They've yeah. They've got probably go. 20 amazing songs. Yep. Better than Loverboy. Yep. But Loverboy made it and Streetheart didn't. Yep. Why is that? Record exactly. company, whatever, that happens and it's a shame when you see it.
4: Well, you can talk about the hip too. It's well, like, dude, that's the biggest one of all. I mean, like they're in the hearts of every Canadian. Like they're, going to go down in history is like one of the best
0: maybe maybe the biggest canadian band in canada absolutely like blows rush away right for me
4: one of the best bands ever but they'll be in canada they got they got kind of uh stuck with canada for whatever for whatever reason there's we we th- had a whole
0: podcast about that, so people listening know about the hip. What is your theory about why the hip never made it
4: made it further? Well, and I shouldn't say that because they've played lots of places. I shouldn't say No, but say we're saying like they, there's a stadium
0: band
3: in Canada. You, that, I, yeah. You know what honestly, I, I, you know I think? Okay, you go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. And I'll say what I say.
4: I know what you're going to say, and it's like, but what what I'm going to say. Then you can say what I'm going to say too. No, I'm going to say then something. Then I'm going to say what you both said. Yeah. No, let's all say it together, guys. Me, 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 go. No, honestly. I've heard theories. Everybody's heard theories, and I'm sure they're sick and tired of hearing that kind mm-hmm. of shit. It's the Illuminati, uh, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, right? <laughs> I, uh, I knew it. Opportunity and timing. I think we, in, in, in respect to us, we were so lucky with timing with the, the type of music. Uh, was People were ready for it. The, the, the s- single worked at the time. It just happened. S- sometimes you just don't get that right opportunity yeah. or that right spot or that right moment. I have, I'm, I'm such a believer in that, and you you need to be in the game for that to happen. Number one, so everybody, so so you know everybody's out there trying and stuff like that. But I think timing is is so crucial in this because, like you say, everybody says there's so many great bands. Why didn't these guys make? Why they're great bands? I don't know. Timing mm. and matching up something with an emotional connection to something. I, I don't know, but I think timing and opportunity is is it's huge. Everything.
3: So let's get back to what I was going to say. Let's do Please. this, Mike. What, what was, was I going to say? Oh, well, you said you knew what I was going to say. What I was going to say?
4: Well, I'll tell you later.
3: Tell me I'll after tell I say it? I'm right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see because you probably can finish. Mm-hmm. You see, we, we know each other so well. Yeah. We finish each other's Sand- sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. Boom <laughs> boom.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, you know, oh, I, I, I think
3: that. I think your suspicion is this, and it's right. And I don't think it's right though. But go on. Uh, okay. I think that the reason that they are such a great Canadian band is because they are so canadian mm-hmm. and i feel like that is the achilles heel i think their biggest hit song outside of canada was new orleans is sinking mm-hmm. because they weren't singing about Timmins, ontario mm-hmm. and and i don't think that's right yeah but i think it's the fact
0: i i agree with you on that i think it was overtly canadian and i think the pivotal moment for them was when they played snl when dan got that. them on mm-hmm. and they they went out with grace, grace 2. which is a grower not a shower oh, it's yeah. probably my favorite hip song it's one of my favorite hip but songs. i did album. not i didn't like it at first i'm like why would they play this why wouldn't they do 50 mission cap or new yeah. orleans just sinking yeah or you know a blow at high door yeah. or, or little bones something that had yeah. some drive to it but they yeah. did
4: nautical disaster and i love the, that the, one
0: i i know but like once again I know, I know what you're saying it's it's a very canadian style sure. thing and also to had a springsteen or a pearl jam who loved the hip from what I hear, taking them with them on tour, maybe it would have been a difference. But they never had a real a real champion for them in the States that went, who cares if they're Canadian? We're going to take them out and we want you to hear what they They're awesome. Opportunity yeah. And yeah. They're, they're just That's awesome. awesome. I exactly. Yeah, so. I, I
4: understand.
3: I, I kind of yeah. disagree with the timing. I don't, not to, you know, well, not to it's lock fine. turns you with do you. It, but you're wrong. But, but timing Sandwiches. Sandwiches, yeah, right. thank T- you. The, but the timing argument <laughs> doesn't really make sense because what's their career? Like a hundred years? They, they went over every trend there is. Yeah. You know, so the timing passed them by several times but just because you're in
4: a genre doesn't in, in a similar genre for it's that's kind of hot right now and that doesn't mean necessarily what timing necessarily means maybe you get the right the right gig at the right moment at and somebody sees you maybe pearl gem's there and it's like you can call the opportunity timing same thing but maybe oh, somebody's understand. there to give them, I, I know what you're right? saying, you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah that's mm-hmm. I, I kind of what i mean i'm now, not yeah. talking about era okay
0: right time okay. right but you mentioned around this time frame when 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 this music was coming back in you talked about how your mind how it broke through because yeah. like I said I remember as we talked about it we were at the NHL Awards in 2002 or something oh and you guys played that tune it was when it was at its peak yeah. and it was kind of when guitar driven rock and roll with solos <gasps> guitar solos are allowed Damn. to be played again and Imagine. you guys were right there at that point in time once again there's your timing sure. coming out with a great tune and people were kind of open and ready for it because it was a real huge radio hit pretty much out of the gate from what i
3: remember it was it was the right song at the right time it's yeah. crazy it was, crazy. That's, it was that's really all crazy was. like
4: yeah. and and again i don't even like i mean there's lots of great songs out there and stuff and i don't even know why i don't like to ask necessarily so much why cause it, <laughs> it worked out it was great but yeah it just it popped it went everywhere for us and that just opened all the doors like globally and that's when we started to really go to work and we really really focused on you know putting everything we made right back into the show mm-hmm. right back into the show because it was always about having people walk away you know saying i like the cd i think i like them better live
0: because this is something for people that, that 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 don't know nickelback don't know how big your show is and how much pyro and how heavy it is and there's that whole side of that people that aren't Nickelback fans don't know
4: about like you said well and, and I could tell you why that it's, it's interesting someone was someone mentioned that the other day I'm trying to think of who it was where they oh it was our Steve call our agent he said okay he played uh he played he said he got, I forgot he goes, I forgot I actually I deliberately didn't play certain songs for my daughter he said because of song content so she thought we were this pop band Mm. and uh and so she's you didn't tell me they did this and this and this and it's like your radio friendly songs get picked first when you're on a label i yeah. get it and we did have rock, rock songs out there that got i guess were radio friendly and got picked up by certain you know active modern rock radio stations but we like the lighter stuff we like the heavier stuff too and that stuff didn't always get picked up in that sense too so we have this kind of spectrum of music i mean everybody's got their spectrum I, music I just, but we like the, the real melodic stuff and i like the real heavy
3: I, I love the i love the the uh I, I have fun with the hater sphere. Really. Well, let's talk I, about because you yeah. came into the yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked talk about because yeah. we have a lot of similarities um, in that yes yeah. we have it too with our band people talk because mad of shit. me yeah people talk right. mad shit right. um the thing that i always found to be just hilarious about the 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 hater sphere of us in particular was people saying oh all their music sounds the same it's all the same radio shit you just hear everything on the radio and it's all the same well if it's shit on the radio what are you doing listening to the radio <laughs> if you don't listen to the radio you wouldn't hear it right. so what you're saying is you're intentionally listening to music you don't like yeah. what the f- is wrong with you <laughs> right. like, what you know what i mean like how how can this yeah how can yeah, this yeah. possibly yeah, compute but that, in, a, in a logical world if a person says oh it's all that same shit you, you that i hear on the radio it's like well what that's radio music that you're listening to well, yeah, but on, then once on the again, radio. I
0: mean, that'd be, be like, I don't know, take it for extreme. Oh, More Than Words, that's a shit radio song. Okay, great. But they have a thousand great funk, metal, Completely. great tunes. Absolutely. Or like, you know, yelling at Metallica because of Andrew Sandman. Okay, well then go listen to Four Horsemen and go listen to Spit Out the Bone from the new record. It's as thrashy as it gets. Yeah. There's always that element of, of fans. Like I always say wrestling fans, Jericho fans, Kiss fans, Star Wars fans, they hate everything. But they still listen to it and still of course they do. continue to buy I think, it. And... I think
3: there's more of those yeah. shit talkers in the audience every night than not. Really? Yeah. I believe they buy tickets even at your show. Right at your oh, shows. Yes. Yeah, and because it's funny, because well, like, well, which is funny. I was
4: gonna say they, they parrot, You know, people parrot a lot of things, right? You know, bingo and the internet.
3: What's that called? Positive confirmation bias. Positive confirmation,
4: confirmation
0: bias. I've heard yeah. before.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. love confirmation bias. Really positive
3: good. confirmation bias. It's, well, it's the thing that when it just when caught, in, in in a in a room full of people when somebody says something that's accepted in the Overton window and all the heads nod positive confirmation because they're saying something that they already feel like everybody's going to agree with as soon as they say it just to get the that's why they're saying gotcha they're not saying it because it's their opinion they're saying it because they want people to accept them Right right
4: right right. right. Well, I
3: mean that that that's
4: human nature. I, I kind of get it. Holy that. shit. I'm, yeah, I I'm sitting on a black leather couch and Yeah, right. And he's <laughs> oh, like, god, oh, "What a breakthrough, yeah. Mike." Oh my god. But <laughs> you you mean like you were saying as well, you 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 I I didn't, you know, I don't everybody lives in their own microcosm, sure. right? <laughs> it's it's yeah, always yeah. it's always worse for you it seems. But it's like everybody gets their their degree of hate and degree of detractors and vitriol on the on the internet. So it's like you understand it more where you're in the eye of the hurricane i think right. of your own hurricane and uh maybe it's you think it's the only your own ones happen, happening to right sometimes
0: Yeah, well, I, I know what happened with us for years because Fozzie exists and jericho's in the band and jericho's also a wrestler so automatically oh it's just it's just a wrestler thing And we had to work twice as hard to get people's respect just because of me. That's it. But once we got it, then people are like, oh, wow, this is really cool. We like it. Or if you don't like it, that's fine. But at least listen to it. Don't just say, I don't like it. I don't know anything
3: about your wrestling career. I know you're the guy from Fozzy, man.
0: There you go. And there's a lot of people that that are that now. You crush. Your band's heavy, dude. And we were laughing, too. Like, when you were reading some of our comments. Uh One one guy (laughs) was like, I love Fozzy, but you're playing with Nickelback. I'm never liking Fozzie again. It's You guys, how stupid are you? Like Nickelback, <laughs> wow. Let's not like Nickelback with 10,000 screaming fans a night, 50 million records sold. It's like, can I be in a band that, that sucks that bad too, Sounds please? Like a terrible right? experience.
4: <laughs> you know? I, mean, I didn't realize it was, Like, I mean, we would be like so polarizing. Like, it, that's the one thing that's kind of shocking to me. It's like, I don't... I didn't, but don't I, you feel I like it, it like, cause like, the polarization well, though? I don't know. It's like... What is it, right? Uh, yeah, it's... I mean there's theories and whatnot uh i've i've read which i don't know if it, there's there's a, lot of on, there's a lot of theories on the internet i wasn't like really hyper aware of any sense uh in the 70s when the disco like polarization was right. really going on that was the first time i'd heard of uh, after that was that you know people just were like just like crazy about disco hate at that point people getting mad about something about some kind of music kind of thing and i'm just like
3: just don't listen, right. don't listen Turn to it. Like, I mean, like that, it, yes. that's yeah. when I, at a
4: younger age, like you listen to what you like and you listen, to you go with what you like and I don't get too wound up about it. So when, when that happens, I, I try to get inside their heads as to why, why they people get so wound up about it. Just like, there's a choice. Mm-hmm. Why do you get wound up about this thing? But people get so, wound up about I, stuff. I, that I think matter. people, people like to commiserate. They do. They love to just talk about what they, you know, what, what, um, itches their ass, so to speak. Yeah. And, 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 oh, you too? Yeah. Da, but, da, da, da. But, but Price I, of gas sucks these days, right? Yeah, it's just. We're yeah, just it's getting but
0: over I, this, but I, this, I, like I you know. Think, I get it. I think that's that's very rock and roll. I never wanted to be in a band or anything that I've done where people go, that's yeah, not bad. I want people to go, it rules, or I fucking hate it mm-hmm. because when I grew up, it was different back in then I'm a couple of years older, you guys. But when like, when Metallica first came out, people hated Metallica. Yeah, and I was like, I love Metallica. Yeah, I remember getting in fights over Metallica or getting in fights over Kiss or you know mm-hmm. any of these bands. It's like. That's, that's, you're standing up for your band. Well, and and if you yeah. don't like it, fuck you. I love this band even more. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of a cool thing to have.
4: It's definitely rock and roll attitude. That's for damn sure. I mean, right. it's, 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 it was the, it was more hard, I guess it was more targeted
3: mm. uh, punk. Well, the, you <laughs> punk know, was like it, everything. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> as, as, a, as a small aside here, talking about people that have, you know, uh, reined in a their fair share of hate, one of the guys I met yesterday on the mat at henzo's place is uh is a dude named uh, harley flanagan you know who that is cromags cromags that guy is the definition of not giving a f- <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> because you look at their band the music they played the crap those are riots their right. audiences are riots those are not safe places mm-hmm. a- and they never have been they're still going and and uh, you know and i i t- have my picture taken with them on the mat right so he's doing just as well. He's a black belt man. He's, he's a slayer. He's he, he's That's great. Uh, that guy is a, is an assassin, he's, dude. I that guy was punk in like nineteen eighty five, oh, dude. The Mags. way ahead of their time. Yeah, way ahead of their time. They invented the headfield. You are a shirt yes. like in nineteen eighty five. Yes, yes. And Charlie and Scott, the Anthrax. So, yes, man. They those guys were leaders before people could even understand what they were doing. Yeah but you know i had my picture taken with him and he goes yeah i'm gonna post this on my instagram i was like i said the same thing i said to you Let's <laughs> out. Like, hang on for the shitstorm, man they're <laughs> gonna there's gonna talk some mad shit about you they we get a lot of hate and he goes he goes you think you get some hate brother he goes you should see i've been eating it for decades <laughs> yeah. he, you know he's like they're not gonna give me anything i've never had before and, right, goes, and, and what was funny was he told me he didn't get any he goes. He goes. I think it's because they think we're going to choke them all out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think they're right. Like, if you we're come right,
0: to yeah. it, like come to one of your shows, like I said, like I remember seeing. Uh, I don't remember when it was. Maybe it was after Dime passed away, or maybe it was just in your set. You guys were covering a Pantera tune, or at least playing yeah. some yeah, Pantera, play some. or at least, yeah. or maybe maybe you had Pantera to lead you into the. To the show. We,
4: we usually went up to walk. Yeah. To walk, then, right? But we yeah. also, you know, I think Chad would play some cowboys. But did cow you, recu-
0: did there. you, did you, is it sad but true that you do? There's something you we do. Did, yeah, we, we, we did. We did Sad But True on a European tour. Yeah, yeah. we
4: did that a while back. So that I mean, back in
0: the you days. pull it off and it sounds great because you have such a heavy tone of guitars. Like I played, I have a show on Octane and I played uh, the new fozzy tune and I followed up with Animals. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I got a lot of positive response people, we haven't heard. Uh, Nickelback on Octane in, in a while. Yeah, cool. yeah, there you go, boys. really yeah. stood up Thank and you. that was. But very but nice that's a of killer you. tune, Thank and it's fast and this cool bass line and like really like Bond Scott lascivious lyrics that has a uh, story yeah. where you get busted by the dad at the end. I'm like, this is this is
3: great. You it was, know, it's a great tune. It it's a, it. a, it's a driving tune. It's yeah. a tune to get speeding tickets. Today. That's right. That's you right. Know,
4: it's, it's funny how uh, like the songwriting of that song was was actually quite hilarious. We had three days left for the album, and there was. I think on the on the on the chart in the wall it was it was, d dot doot dot d <laughs> dot, dot that was the name of the song, and, uh, we're and, the title and we were and we were panicking thing, because we had to we had to go on tour we'd leave and and, and the, or album delivery was this date or something and literally it was like two or three days, Chad grabbed the CD of the of the music sat in the car wrote the lyrics in about an hour, came back up and I was I was like blown away at that, at that. it was like it was very very really good it was well well done in yeah. that kind of thing but but to, to back to what you're saying about about playing heavy stuff and stuff like that's we we, we grew up on that we grew mm. up on like Metallica yeah. and megadeth and anthrax and testament and
3: you know i was listening to all the hardcore shit like you know yeah, chromax yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah all that punk shit back then the, the yeah. real gritty stuff that was offensive like i had a massage therapist show up to my hotel room and i was listening to mags and i had left the door like ajar so she could just come in she came in i was like oh my god i'm sorry about the music you know you just i just instantly apologize because when you listen to chrome loud if somebody who you don't think gets it comes in you apologize, you apologize. It's because it's just like oh i'm sorry i did that to you <laughs> you know this is this isn't for you i'm sorry i
0: remember i bought number of the beast at a, at a comic book shop probably 1986 or seven and i put it on of course we all know the song and then of course right when the chorus is going on my mom comes in the room she's like you you have to turn off. The oh. whole album isn't like this, honest yeah, yeah. it's not, I'm sorry, I won't play Number <laughs> of the Beast in the house anymore. Yeah. You feel bad because other people are listening, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, for sure. The devil, the best
4: marketing yeah, yeah. man in the
0: world. Devil music, Let's yes. talk about um when I was going through some of your tunes, uh, just kind of like I always kind of like, listen to some tunes and remember stuff, I forgot the song that I heard every monday night for probably eight oh, years yeah. oh yes burn it to the ground right another killer riff <laughs> and a great a great chorus was the theme of raw for i don't know was it eight years seven years five years Sure, oh, felt like a long ass time <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah, no, it, was, it was six months chris it.
3: that's how bad it was, was, I'm, it I, was no I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding i had to give I don't, you a apology here after this i don't even know, and, uh, we'll don't get get even know how long it was that was uh that was really um really nice uh, of them to to select and and get behind that song I think it did us a lot of favor
0: does that does that help I mean obviously I'm sure it helps the song and helps the band when absolutely like oh, absolute absolutely, show
3: absolutely like all that kind of
4: stuff the familiarity with, with that is is it definitely is it went something up a ton
0: that you knew about did you submit the song or did you just get a call one day saying hey, guys I think it was I don't
4: know I, I'm not sure how that went down whether it was solicited or whether somebody asked us that's a good question I'm not sure it was through through roadrunner at the time but i know that when when they came to ask us we were just like oh, yeah of course that mm-hmm. that that would be a great idea and it seems to make sense so it's such a, it's such a great it's just a live motivating you know you obviously really so I, I could explain it all i want but you listen <laughs> to it you, you feel it it's like that's how it was written you know when we were in the studio we were trying to get the mutt was trying to get these uh mutt laying when we were producing that one and he was like forgot let's get, these haze. Let's, oh, get yeah. these haze let's get these haze so fun i remember i mean doing that it's like it was, it's hilarious we'd be talking about stuff and. He's like, oh, we we should have some gang vocals in here. Let's let's go, let's go, let's go. And he can grab me and go in there. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm I'm like I got to sing back, you know, backup gangs next to mutt. Mutt's like an <laughs> awesome singer. Oh, dude, I think he His grabbed my brother for one incredible. of them too, bro. I'm not sure if he's on that one or what. But there was like, you know, four or five of us in this tiny little one-person vocal vocal booth doing these gang vocals for it. But it just all made sense. It all came together really well, and it's supposed to be that live, energetic song. And Man, it really it really translated. How was
0: it working with Mutt Lang. I forgot that you guys were with him. Mm. What record was that?
4: Dark Horse. Dark Horse. That was another big one for you guys. Yeah. well. Mutt was great. Went. I I love Mutt. I think it was it was definitely nice. We we had done uh I think Silver Side Up was the last one we had done with the producer. So we did The Long Road on our own and we did All the Right Reasons on our own. And so we knew that uh we were looking at are we playing video games here? Don't worry about okay. that. Things <laughs> about lying about on the phone. My eyes, my ears are burning. Um, But yes, yeah, so we we decided to work with a producer at that point, and I can't. I mean, I could. I won't go through the whole story, but he actually took our call and was like, "Yeah, I totally want to work with this." And that was fantastic because we were all huge fans. Huge but, fans. Uh, us at the time were like, I mean, "I mean, I think when we started listening, really digging into music, it would have been. I know Hysteria was the first one I remember that was just had such an impact, but." Going back to ACDC, okay. back you know, obviously Black, Back in yeah. Black and the car and happen. Foreigner, I mean, even that, the Shania stuff is her. Brian uh, Adams waking up the neighbors. Brian Adams, waking up the yeah, neighbors, man. like huge album, great album too. So we were just stoked that he wanted to come work with us. So great songwriter, great collaborator for for producing as well. Like he just and an amazing singer oh, at nine it, in the morning, man. You just like incredible. Like it's unbelievable. I could. I sometimes I couldn't tell the difference between him and Brian Adams. Sometimes mm-hmm. like. like He's got such a. You know what's so funny is,
0: is is you're so right about this. and I've really started noticing it uh, on the ACDC records. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Giving the dog a bone" that chorus. It's all mutt lang. Go listen to it. Mm-hmm. "Giving the dog a bone." Mm-hmm. Giving the dog. It might as well be from like you know Hysteria. And the other one is uh, is "Touch Too Much." If you listen to that mm, chorus, yeah. like there's no way it's Malcolm and Angus. Going, too much. <laughs> like it's all him. I'm like, you can take that exact voice, oh, yeah. put on hysteria, put it on, uh, you know, man, you make me feel like a woman, put it on yeah. you know, all this stuff, put on your albums. He's sweet. He
4: does a lot of vocals on every record that he, that he, absolutely. That he I always wondered why he did. I asked him like, why, why, why don't you play in a band? Well, <laughs> he just, he likes he being a phantom.
2: He, he, likes he, was, being a, he was a, he was a bass player in a yeah, band in, in the seventies. Yeah, oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes but,
4: sense, but ever since no, since his career started going really well, is kind of what I was talking about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he just like he's like, no, nah, this is all right, this is good. It's like oh, how about this? Mutt Lang plays in the band
0: with Desmond Child. Yep. It's the biggest band of all time, <laughs> okay. right? 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 Yeah. yeah. But some know. guys are like behind the scenes, I guess. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so know. as we start to wind down here, I mean, we're talking about the longevity of the band and how big you guys still are even though radio is not as much of a factor Mm -hmm. for you guys anymore because the business has changed as well right so what is your what is your business model now if because it's not so much radio wise you still put out the records and just go on tour and the fans just keep coming and that's how it works at this point in time
3: as far as business models go i i think we have to do what we've kind of done the whole time which is learn what to do interesting and then do it uh because we can't operate like we operated even on the last album you know this stuff's changing so fast how do you mean by that just the the way that music gets out to people Mm -hmm. is different now the way that you get yourself out to people you know it it, it, you you can break it down simplistically to record tour record tour but there's also how do you bring it to the people how do you interface with your people how do you get it out there is radio is irrelevant Mm. The streaming unless, services.
0: Unless are, you're a band like yeah. ours. Like Radio really helped us get known. Mm-hmm. But for, I can see what you're saying on your end. For, for yeah. bands growing, it helps a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Bands yeah. For bands that are already for built. Sure, for sure, for sure. Got your say. It, it, it,
3: is, it is really, really hard for rock bands to get on the radio. Sure, it is. For you to get radio is spectacular. It's, hard, yeah. it's very, very difficult. For for every one rock band that gets on the radio, there's 10,000 that, that don't to and can't. Yeah. But I, you know, so the, streaming is different. The, you well, were saying stre- streaming is different, and and that's different than downloads was, and you know, the, er, er, it, we have to constantly be evolving with the world we're in because every record to record, it's different every time. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to learn again mm-hmm. and continue to learn.
4: Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a whole new world. Like I mean, on so many facets, because uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I'm still you know a sweet callback. I'm still a dinosaur I'm listening to. Um, nice one. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very good, man. Very good. Um, sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> Uh Sentences. Um,
0: You're still listening to the dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I, 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 still, I still do it. Uh, you know, listen to uh certain stations for for different reasons sometimes than than just uh, keeping current. But I mean, ask anyone. I mean, like I've, you know, you've got kids. I've got kids, and I'm like, and I, and I've got a. My kid's 16. I've got another kid that uh, we basically adopted into the family. He's like 21, 22. Mm. And so I kind of get this range, demographic range as to like, where do you get your music? And by that, I started like, do you even listen to radio? Mm. And they're like, no, not like obviously phones. They listen to phones or computers or friends or YouTube. And it can, it can come from a blurb on Instagram. It doesn't necessarily mean that that could be the way it it, comes. It's delivered. Right, that's how you service your music. Sometimes, we're we're finding like we're we're right in the middle of doing, and we kind of previewed it last um, last year, a documentary on us, and it's kind of strange because it evolved from a EPK, an EPK, right going
3: electronic press elect- kit, electronic it press kit is what they, what they call that.
4: it which is like here here's a, <laughs> that's back when you know, electronic was yeah. like a thing <laughs> yeah yeah like, exactly i want yeah. some it's put called cassette in yes. digital it's not uh, it's not a like stack of papers <laughs> um, anymore. but but it's funny again this is kind of how we've kind of worked through the years too is that we saw this digital press kit for uh feed the machine and it was supposed to be 15 minutes we looked at it and like holy that's actually some fantastic footage like the got the cameras going that looks great maybe we just get them film a little more on the road and just hang on to it for a second and then we'll just film a little more and then just, let's just do a little more and then it just started kind of snowballing and it's becoming some kind of i wanted to have a bit of a history just for us just for a family to see this is what's happened mm-hmm. this is where we are now and da-da-da-da-da. but it's starting to kind of turn into something besides a just kind of a chronological history of the band now it's this kind of it's it's a bit different so we're and that also is another way to reach people these sure. days is through through videos tv not and not music videos but just like personal Tell interest stuff. The story of the yeah. Band, yeah and it's not and it's it, it's just started as i i wanted to have something conversations with us together those are the best things when you find instead of individual sit downs it feels like an interview but when you actually chat about stuff you kind of dig up other things so i found it completely fascinating this mm-hmm. whole time as well so yeah, you got to get creative. You got to dip and slide. Yeah, you got to stay right? ahead
0: of the head of the curve. Right? Yeah. yeah,
4: and it's been fun. That part's been fun doing it. So maybe we will drop that sometime in a bit here, and we'll try to compete with the Jonas Brothers uh, documentary. <laughs> good and good so luck works. compete <laughs> with the Jonas's.
0: No, the Jonas's. no I, way. I saw you watching the Kiss video, uh, Mike, with a big smile on your face. You guys ever tour with Kiss or
3: play any so- play any shows with them? We yeah. played one Ooh, show yes. with Kiss. Big show on the New Year's Eve of Y two K when everybody's toaster was going to take over their house <laughs> yeah we were on stage <laughs> with these guys and uh i was the reason i was smiling was because i had a little internal monologue because there's this one scene and what is this rock and roll all night video it's we're made watching, it, yeah. and there is a scene where the 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 camera is 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 on the guys and they're talking and then it sort of like pans them out of the frame and it's just some girl walking away in a bikini it's from the and, exposed and, video yeah there. and i'm like <laughs> so what you're saying is if we do what you do, we'll get those. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that always the way, though? It, if, if I, no if way, I play yeah. this guitar, of course. course That—that's that. <laughs> what the you know—that's why all these women <laughs> are half naked walking through the video. It's like this is <laughs> yes, what we this do. This is it. Yeah, is that the
0: only
4: reason you're here, Mike.
0: <laughs> Chicks, man. Well, all right. When you guys, when, when you guys were starting out, who, who were some of the bands that took you out on tour? We started cool out
4: early, early band called Big Sugar. Oh yeah, yeah uh, Big Sugar Big Canadian from Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. That was actually a really uh like we got a lot of another band that we never really cracked land. the states yes, from that, exactly. Right? yeah exactly
0: and,
3: and good albums too like I really thought albums. they they were going to i really i really thought that uh that that they were they were gonna open it up yeah yeah you know? yeah just one of those things that didn't quite big wreck too big big wreck we did big wreck. So we, did, we uh, played with them a lot and that's another one that I was like these guys are just stars yeah. they're, they're stars do- and it's gonna <laughs> break you know to to quote one of their songs it's gonna be blown wide open because they're so good, mm-hmm. you know. They're just so good.
0: They formed a super group called Big Sugar Wreck, I heard, Big Sugar Wreck. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's I'm not sure <laughs> well, We, we'll, I'll find out about that. <laughs> Look it up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because so, you guys haven't really opened for anybody in a long time. It's been headlining everything.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we did oh. a we did a run with Bon Jovi. Ooh, that was fun. Six, How was that? that was, good it was learning, really great. Learning oh, curve. Oh, great. There, yeah? I mean, like they, they go to Europe and stuff, and just like stadiums, and it's like mm-hmm. it was like it was fantastic. It was great. They're they're all super nice to us and great shows and.
0: What's your biggest country outside of the states? Germany's pretty good for us. Let me
3: think. UK's pretty good. UK's good. Australia, Australia's pretty good. good. What's the place that's good? Really to say?
0: Good? You've got a great worldwide fan base all, all across the board.
4: Yeah, I mean, I wish there were more places to play in Japan. Japan's mm, a lot yeah. of fun too. Uh, Japan's fun. That's probably good. That's good. Greenland. Greenland, nice. Let's stay topical. All right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. No, I, Reykjavik. We've never been there. Yeah. yeah. I'd la- <laughs> okay. actually, I want to go to Reykjavik. Try, I'm trying to figure that, out But that's, kind of but that's Iceland you see, that's That'll Iceland. be the next one. Oh, I know it is know, no, I've actually that's been there the was like, it's I, I saw you've got a nice place To play there actually
0: That'll be the next one like, Guys uh, we got another couple days With Nickelback for Fozzy It's in Greenland, yeah.
4: like, uh, it's in Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> I was there I was there when I, he wanted I, Talking about still... it I was there when there were icebergs They
3: actually had icebergs I'm still stewing on Trying to figure out What's the big But we're not We're not like that band That's like You know There's a lot of bands A lot of artists That are like Yeah, I do okay here, but I'm big in Japan. Right. You know, like we're, I think we're kind of like... So you guys got to like, like
0: Kid Rock, we did a tour with Steel Panther in Australia and Kid Rock was opening for Bon Jovi. Mm. And the reason why he took the gig was because his girlfriend wanted to go to Australia. He's like, yeah, you know, it's it's only a hundred grand a show, but uh, my girlfriend wanted to come to Australia. He said, I never wanted to come to Australia. He goes, I can sell out Louisville. Why the fuck do I want to come to Australia? And I thought about it, his mindset, his point is I can sell out in Mm. the States. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want to go... You know 20 hours down the road yeah to do the same that's thing that's kind of my
3: understanding of 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 his sort of idea of 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 his career is you know to stick to america it's america d- yeah. d- to get him to canada is is it's, is, a-, it's a stretch right yeah, yeah. Uh, he he has never attempted the rest yeah. of the world just because he's he's got it kind of made mm-hmm. everybody the has US their and, own plan man. and and i understand yeah you know, i understand what he's thinking some People don't want to go someplace where you need a translator or order breakfast. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm that doesn't work it. for me though. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it.
0: You, you like going around? Truck, oh, traveling? I love. Oh, it. I, love I love going around. I so come so they, home
3: and I'm bored when. when you, I When you, I know when how you guys to do
4: started, everything. how old were you? Early twenties. As as the band, yeah, we were, just, were twenty. I was twenty-three. Mike was thirty-nine
3: and uh currently 95 years old
0: yes (laughs) looking good don't look a day over 70 yeah thank you uh but that's the thing i've been doing this since i was 19 and whether like i said whether it was being living in okotoks and driving to rimby or Cochrane or whatever it was you're still on the tour right i got i got a weekend of shows it doesn't just go away yeah you need to stay home more yes i do but i still gotta go do shit and see things and play you know and do yeah. stuff right it's a
4: it's a weird thing it's almost like a learned a learned thing i suppose like like you again you obviously know that the traveling living on yeah, a suitcase road it's just yeah you just do it and you and i and luckily i'm i'm married to somebody who just is like all about that too yeah. probably if, you know if um she's a traveler your wife oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes different a lot different places, but uh yeah. but uh yeah, so it really, really worked for us. That's really cool. So, man. Yeah, that's, it's great.
0: Last question for you after all these years of playing, what's your favorite songs to play live? Other people's songs. That's what I was gonna okay. be my answer. <laughs> so answer. None of ours.
4: Uh favorite song to play live? That's a good question. Um so I was
0: looking at your set list the other day. There was know. one that was on the floor. I just happened to walk by. I think it was from a couple shows ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I know like a bunch of Nickelback songs, but I'm looking at the set like, well, I know all the Nickelbacks. I know that one and that one and that one and that one. Oh, wow, I forgot about that one. I didn't know about that one.
4: See, that's a struggle for me uh-huh. personally because I, I like to play the the songs people recognize and stuff. And for sure, I mean, that, that's that got to happen because I wouldn't want to go to a show with my favorite band. They play all B-sides and it's right, just right, you're right, like, right, come yeah. on. But I mean, and I don't even mean B-sides, but we do have a lot of like songs that we used to play because when you start, as you know, you know, with the state, we played all of them yes and so we're set up we played almost all of them and so there's a bunch that we hadn't played we just put a song called hangnail back in the set and which i really like because it's just kind of uh you know meat and potatoes rock tune which i really like to play mm-hmm. uh i like playing someday and you know I actually, burn it the ground is always fun for sure for a rock song but gotta be is just like musically i like the the harmonies and stuff i really mm-hmm. i dig that
3: how about you uh musically i find it kind of hard to choose one um, but for the live experience itself i really enjoy i have kind of a perception of this and i don't know if it's right or not but when we play million miles an hour i really like to play that song a lot cuz it's 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 kind of a heavy metal yep. song it's it's a hard driving song and and i get to it's 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 like um it's kind of like being in a fight you know it it sounds like what a fight feels mm-hmm. like uh, but what ha- what we did is we programmed a light show for that song and a video content for that song that is basically an assault and i really enjoy watching the confusion in the audience because they're just like oh god what's happening to me like they you know when we first started playing it i remember chad and ryan were like the people they just they just stand there they're not that into it i'm like no they're under attack they don't know what to do (laughs) you know because we if you can check it i'm watching the show tonight visually literally all hell's breaking loose and and we're not even using pyro right now but it is it's war of the world shit you know and i like i like
0: that a lot that's killer man well, i'm gonna watch the show from the side stage tonight Can you guys get me a pass
3: i'll talk to a guy i know stage a guy pass maybe you'll or have, like you'll have to game. give it
4: back when you're done though oh no problem man crew <laughs> pass, i'll just i'll photocopy it you can bring anybody you want no dudes
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks guys thanks. thank you nice.